The title of this morning's message is The Starting Point. Jesus calls himself Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end and everything in between. The impetus for this, for this message came to me when we were uh, visiting some friends in the Brainerd Lakes area who, who have a place on North Long Lake. And uh, their family has been there for many generations. So we were down at the beach and we were walking uh, back from the beach and, and up to their house. And I basically almost stumbled over this, uh, this marker. And I asked my friend, well, you know, what's this marker? And he said, this is not only a survey marker, but he said it is a monument. And he said, I remember standing right here when my grandfather said, don't you ever, ever move this marker. Because it's a very important survey marker for the rest of the area. The, to, to, to let people know where their landlines are, what belongs to them, and what does not belong to them. The surveys go back to markers like this. And by the way, there's markers like this, of course, all over our country. And then a few days later, the Spirit of God just began to speak to me about uh, several things, about a, a, a monument, about a benchmark. The survey monu monument is a permanent marker. Say permanent marker. Permanent. Set up by a land surveyor to mark, our, mark a reference point. Say reference point. Reference. On a property or land line which is permanently marked. Say permanently marked. Permanent. Or tagged with the certificate number of the land survey setting on it. It's placed to mark key survey points on the Earth's surface. It's not just a lot line. It's placed there to mark key survey points on the Earth's surface used for both geodetic and land surveying. So from there, the Spirit of God began to develop a message about the Word of God. So point number one is benchmark, a standard or a point of reference by which something can be measured. God says about his word in Psalm 119, verse 89, forever, 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 O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. It's done deal. He will not alter the thing that has gone forth out of his mouth. He is the Lord. He does not change. What he speaks, he means. What he means, he speaks. His word cannot be recalled. Say amen if you believe it this morning. Amen. Forever. We can forever rely on the word of God. The word of God is and forever shall be our reference point. The whole world is going to be judged by the word of God. It's unchangeable. Amen. Jesus said in John 17, 17, he said, sanctify them or set them apart, make them holy, declare, be declared holy, be declared free from sin, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. In a day where people are searching for truth, sad to say, many times in the wrong places, the word of God is the truth. Amen. The word of God is our reference point reference point. The Word of God is our monument. We can trust, we can rely on the Word of God 
to let us know what belongs to us, what does not belong to us. The Word of God declares and reveals to us who we are. Amen. John 8.31 says, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Notice, he put emphasis on continuing in the word. Amen. We live by the word. We continue in the word. Then in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 13, the word of God says about the day really specifically that we're living in, because we're living in the end of days. We're not living in the end of the world because the world is never going to end. We're living in the end of days. We're at the end of the church age. We are privileged people to be alive at a time such as this. I said, we are a privileged people to be alive at a time such as this. We are a generation of people that can look up and declare that our redemption is drawing nigh. We're not looking down, we're looking up. He is the glory and the lifter of our head, praise God. So he says here in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 13, he said, but evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse. Worse and worse. We see it happening at a rapid pace in the day that we're living in. Evil men, impostors, worse and worse, deceiving. The number one thing that Jesus said about the, the end of days, right before his return, he said, see to it that you be not deceived. We must have a reference point. The word of God must be our reference point for truth. If we've drifted, we must return to the word of God. The Word of God will always set us back on course. Say glory to God this morning. Thank God for His Word. Even though deception is out there, we don't have to be deceived. Deceiving and being deceived. He said, but you must continue in the things that you have learned. For 40 years, this church, Living Word Christian Center, has declared the uncompromising Word of God. God has graced this church in ministry by bringing in some of the most powerful national and international ministries. You are highly favored by God. God is, God really, you've, you've really not seen anything yet. <laughs> We're so grateful to the faithfulness of your pastors, Mac and Lynn. Amen. They will not compromise the word of God. Hallelujah. This church and ministry is a salt and light not only to this city, to the state of Minnesota, but to the nations. Glory to God. Thank God for the grace and the favor upon the ministry here. Amen. He said, but you must continue in the things that you've learned and be assured of knowing, knowing of whom you have learned them and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture. Say all Scripture. all Scripture. He says all Scripture. The word Scripture, if you look it up, it means the living voice of God. All Scripture. The living voice of God. When we open up our Bible on whatever device that we use, it's important to acknowledge what you're opening up. 
that this actually is the living voice of God. This really is God speaking to me. This really is God illuminating my path, letting me know where I am and where I need to go. Praise the Lord. In a day of a lot of misinformation, you can go to the Word of God and be certain that you are receiving accurate information. Anybody have, hey, I know that you've realized all the misinformation that, that is out there. Thank God for the Word. I said, thank God for the word. Amen. Hallelujah. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. The word of God is profitable, profitable for course correction to bring us back in the place that God has for us, back in the blessing, back in the overflow. Praise the Lord. It is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, and for instruction in righteousness. I love what the Passion Translation says here. God has transmitted his very substance into every scripture. This is a God-breathed book. It's so amazing. It is alive. It's quick. It's powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. There's a lot of swords, words that have, a, that have an edge. But there's nothing sharper than the two-edged sword of the word of God that has come out of the mouth of God and comes out of our mouth. It's a two-edged sword. Hallelujah. He's transmitted his very substance into every scripture, for it is God-breathed. It will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. I know you're here this morning uh, because you want to go deeper into the path of godliness. You're drawing near unto him, and we can for sure believe the promise that as we draw near to him, he draws near to us. As I was, uh, you know, heading down from Brainerd yesterday, a lot of traffic going north, not too much going south. <laughs> but I, uh, I can honestly tell you there is no place I would rather be than right here, right now, with the family of God. I love you with the love of God this morning. I mean... Just think how boring it would be sitting at a lake right now. I mean, oh my God, this is so much more exciting. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah this morning. You're not a cardboard cutout, are you? You're alive and full of the life of God. Amen. Take the right direction. Lead you deeper into the path of godliness. Then you will be God's servant, fully mature and perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment that God gives you. Hallelujah. The Word of God prepares us to fulfill any assignment because you're still here, you're still breathing, we still have an assignment that we have not fulfilled yet. And by the grace of God, by, by God's faithfulness, we are going to fulfill every divine assignment. Can you say amen? amen? Glory. Glory to God. Whew. Back in 2015... Uh, I have a testimony that says, uh, uh, you know, the, the wicked storm of 2015, July 12, 2015. July 13th, the next day, uh, we were helping our youngest son clean up there all the, all the trees that were blown down. I was using the chainsaw, got in a hurry, I did not make a wedge cut first and just began to cut a tree. And when I got part of the way through it, it, uh, it twisted. It was a tree that was growing in a twisted manner. It twisted and 
and it hit my, my left femur. I went into shock, um, was out really for about 45 minutes. My youngest son, and many were praying, my youngest son was there and others. Um, after 45 minutes, I woke up hearing my son saying, Dad, 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 stay with me. Stay with me. It was, a, it was a dire situation. I've learned that when you're in a situation like that, the people that are around you at that time is a matter of life and death. When you cannot believe for yourself, you need people around you that are going to believe with you. To make a long story short, I, be, I, I begin to come to myself, and, and I came to the point where I could begin to believe again for myself, to, to, be, to release my faith. And, you know, they, they sent a helicopter. The helicopter could not land. They are going to rush me to the hospital. They thought for sure my femur was broke. By the grace of God, it was not broke. Hallelujah. But uh, as they began to move me outside, crystal clear skies, looking up, the first thing that came to me, though the peace of God was all over me, and it says, if I would have went home to the Lord, be with the Lord at that moment, the first thing that came to me was, did I do enough? Did I do enough? Because of the goodness of God, because he rescued me, he saved me from certain death and damnation, from eternal separation, from the holy, loving presence of God. He saved me from weeping and gnashing of teeth. Glory to God. I owe everything to him. He is my everything. Is there anything that he would ask me to do that I would be unwilling to do based on what he was willing to do for me and for the whole world. Can you say amen this morning? Can we do enough? We just will do. We will do our part by the grace of God. Amen and amen. Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, verse, uh, we're going to go to verse 46. He said, What good does it do for you to say, I am your Lord and Master? He said, If we say, You, Jesus, are my Lord and Master, if you don't put into practice what I teach you, let me describe the one who truly follows me and does what I say. He is like a man who chooses the right place to build a house. The first thing, of course we know he's talking about not building a house. He's using this as, as an example. The first thing is where you choose to build your life, your house, your life your marriage, your business, your future, your children. We get to choose. One thing for sure, you've chosen a wonderful church, a rock-solid church to build from one generation to the next. Say glory to God this morning. The Word of God is that rock. As he goes on to say, people, uh, excuse me, right here, he said, those that hear and does what he says are like those who choose the right place to build a house. And then you lay a deep and secure foundation. The first thing is where to build the house. The next thing is we need to start digging. Amen. Build a solid foundation. Because the foundation is that which course holds up the rest of the house without the foundation a house will not stand without our foundation in the word of God 
our life will not stand against the storms of life. Without the Word of God as the foundation in a marriage, that marriage will not stand the storms of life. A business that is not built on the principles of the Word of God, on the rock-solid foundation, will not stand the storms of life. But we can. That's the good news is we can stand the storms of life. You can have a wonderful heaven-on-earth marriage, praise the Lord. If your marriage relationship has drifted, go back to the starting point, the Word of God. I declare today that you can supernaturally fall in love with each other all over again. Cindy and I are a living testament of that this miracle can happen in your life. Go back to the Word of God. Let the Spirit of God bring correction into your life. That's humility. Can you say amen? Is it not? As we live humbly before God, the Spirit of God is able to bring us back on course. He said, when the storms and flood rage against that house, it continues to stand strong and unshaken through the tempest. He said, for he built it wisely on the right foundation. Say the right foundation. Then he said, but the one who has heard my teaching and does not obey or does not do them. It's like a man who builds a house without laying any foundation at all. When the storms and flood rage, rage against that house, it will immediately collapse and a total loss. And the Passion Translation goes on to say, which of these two builders will you be? Which of these two builders will we be? Our youngest son and daughter-in-law are in real estate and one of the things that Cindy and I uh, have done, we built a lot of houses, bought and sold a lot of houses for us personally, but we have a home base now, thank God, thank God, thank God, praise the Lord. And so, we, you know, we, 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 we buy houses, fix them up, and put them back in the market. You know what that's called? That's called uh, flipping a house. Our, our youngest son said, you ought to start a reality show called Those Flipping Pastors. And so, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know if that's a word from the Lord or not, but <laughs> anyway, you, you look at a house and, you know, it seems like it has to be the right one, of course. And, and so sometimes you end up looking at a house that's built in the late 1800s. We just secured one that was built in the late, late 1800s. And there's been other houses that we've looked at and, and uh, our daughter-in-law will say, well, now we've looked, you know, the rest of the house looks doable. But she says this. She says, the real story of this house is found in the basement where nobody wants to go. So the, the upper part of the house looks doable. But I'm thinking of one right now where when we went down into the lower level, we saw all kinds of flaws in the footing in the foundation. So much so and so much expense that it put it over the top. It says, we, we can't do this. Let me tell you, what looks pretty on top can only be supported by the firm foundation. You can try to fake it till you make it, but I'm telling you, the real story of our life is what we're built on. It's the firm foundation of the Word of God. Because the storm of life comes to all of us. 
Every person faces storms, believer or unbeliever. We will all face the storm of life. I don't know what storm we're going to face in the future, but I know one thing for sure because we've built on the rock-solid foundation of the Word of God that that storm will not prevail against us, praise God. This nation has faced a lot of storms, but America shall be saved. We believe that America is returning to the rock-solid foundation of the Word of God. And our reference point for truth will once again be the living Word of God. Can you say amen this morning? We have a promise that America shall be saved. Let's say it in faith together. Say, America shall be saved. Let's say it a little bit more bold. Say, America shall be saved. And you know what? You're part of it. Say, I'm part of it. Say, I am part of the salvation of America. Let's say it like this. America shall return and is returning to God Almighty, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. The United States of America, hallelujah, by the grace of God, by the grace of God. The house we're currently living in, we, we bought a teardown in 2017. And it was a house built in the early 70s, and it was definitely a teardown. The lower level was full of mold. I couldn't stand, you know, being in, in that old teardown house as we looked at it a few times before we bought it for more than just a few minutes. My eyes would water, my nose would run because of the mold. It was definitely a teardown. But we wanted to use the current footing and foundation because it was, did not have the current setback loss. So it was much closer to where we wanted to be. It was much closer to water's edge. If you would have had to start from scratch, you would have had to build much further back. So, so one of the stipulations for us to be able to build on that current foundation is that it would have to pass inspection. Not only that, we want to add to that current uh, footing foundation. And in order for that to happen, the old footing and foundation had to be proved secure. We were so grateful when we got to the point where the teardown took place and we finally got down to the footing and foundation. I'm telling you, it was rock solid. It was as good or better than anything that they're building today. They built it right. And so we were able to build, you know, and, and add to it. But one thing uh, kind of interesting happened. Between the old foundation that was rock solid, secure, and the new footing foundation, there was just a little bit of settling that took place. So we have a small crack in the plaster, in the ceiling, nothing, not a big deal, because all houses will eventually settle. So we had a little crack there, and in the, in the, in the, the walkout level, there's a little, a little crack in the flooring, about an eighth of an inch wide, not a big deal. What's, what happened? Part of it settled a little bit. But the, there's one thing that, that can happen, is that if we, if we compromise the Word of God, there's a crack that opens up in our life. And the enemy is looking for an entrance. He's the words, part of the, of the definition of Satan is, is one who penetrates. He's looking for an area of our life that he can penetrate. We can keep the door absolutely slammed on his devices as we continue to build on the rock-solid word of God without Compromise. Can you say glory to God this morning? Say, I will not 
compromise the Word of God. Hallelujah. The Word of God is the starting point for everything in our life. If we don't start with the Word of God, the farther down the path in life we go, the further off course we will be. It's just like this survey marker, this monument. If you didn't start there, you could be just like maybe a foot away from that survey marker. But the further away you get from that survey marker, you would be so far, far off, you'd be absolutely, totally in a state of confusion. Your measurements would be completely confused. The Word of God is our starting point. Amen. The Word of God is not only written for us to live by, but it's been entrusted to us. The church, the ecclesia, the legislative assembly, the Word of God has been entrusted to us to preserve, to defend, and to contend for. The church the blood-bought church, you and I as believers, the Word of God declares that we are the ground and pillar of truth. Hallelujah. Second point about surveys is they have legal weight. An attorney can present a, a licensed surveyor's work in a court to settle a land boundary dispute. Amen and amen. Let the Word of God settle all disputes. The Word of God cut straight, rightly divided, settles all disputes. Say glory to God this morning. Amen. We don't let the world tell us who we are and what we have. The world tried to tell the church that we are non-essential. The word non-essential means not absolutely necessary. I would hate to be the person that stands before the Lord Jesus and has to answer for that statement. To tell him that his body is not absolutely necessary in the earth. Therein lies a point of repentance. Change your mind. Change your ways. Because we are the great restrainer in the earth, praise God. We are the ones with the Spirit of God on the inside of us that hold at bay the spirit of lawlessness, the spirit of Antichrist. Don't tell me we're non-essential, that we are not absolutely necessary. And we're doing that very thing, restraining, keeping lawlessness at bay until we are suddenly and in a moment taken out of here in the great rapture of the church which could happen before the end of the service today, praise God, because he's coming and he's coming soon. Glory. Hallelujah. Thirdly, survey markers are placed to label major points on land surfaced. There are major points that are absolutely, positively, without out compromise. Even this fact that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except through him is being challenged. Is he the only way? People that have highly visible ministries in interviews are being asked, is Jesus really the only way? That is a challenge from the spirit of Antichrist in this world. Yes, he is the only way. Yes, his blood is the only blood that can wash my sin away that can wash the sin of the world away. Amen. Amen. 
Don't let anybody push you away from this very, very rock, solid, uncompromising truth that Jesus is. The way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father except through him. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there's no other name given among men whereby we can be saved. Glory to God. This is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave his commandment. You know, we can be guilty of just fulfilling only part of it. Say, I'm a believer, and you know, the way things are going and the way people are acting, I don't really care about the rest of the world. But just the opposite should be true in our life. Let's return to the love of God, the unconditional love of God for each other. By this shall all men know that we are really following him because we have loved one for another. Don't let anybody tell you you don't need other believers. We so need each other now more than ever. Look to the person next to you and say, I really need you. It's a huge, massive deception to think that we don't need each other as believers. It's one of the reasons why the enemy tried to stop our assembly. But he cannot stop what God has purposed. No, not ever. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Hallelujah. Gates are not offensive, they're defensive. The only thing the enemy can try to do is keep us out. We are the ones that are on the offense with the love of God, with the word of God, with an incredible good news message to a lost world, a lost neighborhood, a lost family member. Can you say glory to God this morning? Hallelujah. And there are several other things here I don't have time to get to this morning. Fourthly, the fourth point is you cannot move survey markers. It is illegal. Even on your own property, it is illegal. The word of God says, for I testified to you in the book of Revelation 22, 18. I testify to any, every one of you, here's the words, the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. If anyone takes away from the words of this book, of the prophecy of this book, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. It's a fearsome warning from the word of God that we need to honor the word of God. Be careful, choose very carefully who you are listening to in this day and in this time. Let us stay with rock-solid, time-tested, proven teaching. Generals in the faith, your pastor is a general in the, in the, in the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Pastors Lynn and Mac, amen. Fathers in the faith, hallelujah. Long term, so many others. Be careful who you listen to. I am very careful who I listen to. Hallelujah. This is a time of great deception, but we will not be deceived because we rely on the truth of the word of God. And fifthly, Surveyors use a special instrument to place markers. That special instrument for us is the spirit of the living God. Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 12, he said, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, say the spirit of truth. Say, I have 
the spirit of truth living on the inside of me. See it like this. The spirit of truth is so much greater than the liar, than the deceiver. Glory to God. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. The spirit of God has a voice. He is a teacher, a guide, a helper. The Passion Translation declares, speaks of the Holy Spirit in this way, saying he is the divine encourager. He said he will tell you things to come. I believe and I'm fully confident that everything that we need to know about the future, the Spirit of God will reveal to us. Everything that we need to know about tomorrow, the Spirit of God will reveal to us. Do you have that confidence? Do you talk to him that way? You can talk to him like this, Holy Spirit, I thank you for your ministry to me. I thank you that you are the spirit of truth and you bring, continue to bring revelation knowledge to me. Holy Spirit, I really believe that you show me things to come, news before it happens, with precise, precision, accuracy. Glory to God. Spirit of God on the inside of us. The anointing on the inside of us teaching us what we need to know about the day that we're living in. Glory. Amen. He will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it unto you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it unto you. He will take of mine and declare it unto you. The Holy Spirit always glorifies the Lord Jesus. We do not take the glory for anything that God does. If we take the glory, the glory will depart. If you study church history and find out why moves of God wane, it's because people got in the way and people began to take the glory for themselves and the glory left. We will not allow that to happen in this great end time outpouring of the Spirit of God as he pours out of his spirit upon all flesh. Would you stand to your feet this morning, please? I believe that the Lord has an extra special blessing to you today. Why not go home with fresh oil? I said, why not go home today with fresh oil? Why not press in if it's available to us? Somebody said, man, I not only need fresh oil, I need an oil change after 2020. <laughs> Whatever it takes. But I'm telling you, the presence of God is here today to refresh you in a way that only he can, to refresh you in a way that no vacation can. I've been on some vacations where I got home and felt like I needed to go on vacation from the vacation. There was so much stuff going on. <laughs> the presence of God is refreshing like nothing else, like no place else in his presence. We are living in the day of Perusa. The second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is eminent. Strong presence of the Lord is upon us. If you will press in today, you can begin to live in the presence of God like you've never lived in before. Again, the promise that if you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. Who else is there? What else is there? The world is passing away. There's coming a day where you'll look for the wicked and the wicked will be no more. But we have something to do to reduce the number of the wicked. Hallelujah. We cannot do what he wants us to do without the anointing. 
Even Jesus declared in Luke chapter 4, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the good news, to set the captives free. Fresh oil, Psalm 92, verse 10. <laughs> Hallelujah. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Say fresh oil. Passion Translation says, you've empowered my life for triumph. The word triumph means victory by pouring fresh oil all over me. The Spirit of God not only wants to pour this fresh oil over you, but work it all the way into your innermost being to the point where it affects your bones like they sang this morning. Did you catch that word? The prophet Jeremiah said that these things may be like fire shot up in my bones that we just cannot contain the goodness of God and how good God has meant us. Would you raise your hands this morning in an attitude to receive? We receive the grace things of God by faith. I'm telling you, you're not going home the same way that you came in Jesus' name. No matter what has happened before this day, fresh oil, just a refreshing presence of the Lord in your life, in your house, in your family, praise God. As we return to him, he returns unto us. Let's lift up our hands just in an attitude to receive and call out to him. Say, God Almighty, God my Father, Jesus my Lord, Holy Spirit my helper, Holy Spirit my divine encourager, I reach out to you today and I ask you to anoint me for everything that you have for me to do. Anoint me with fresh oil today. I forget those things that are behind. And I press towards the mark for the great prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I receive fresh oil today. The oil of joy. Hallelujah. Say it again. Say it. The oil of joy. Say it like this. In his presence is fullness of joy. Say it like this. Today, I make a decision to draw from the well of salvation with joy. Thank God for my salvation. It's so good. I just have to tell somebody. I say glory to God. I say hallelujah. Say it like this. Say, I'm glad to be alive today. This is the day the Lord has made. I rejoice. And I'm really glad. Hallelujah. Say it like this. Say, my house is built on the rock of the word of God. No storm. No adversity. Will cause my house to crumble. Thank God for his word. I say amen. Because I believe it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I love you with the love of God. It's such an awesome thing. You know, so many of you I've seen before, it is such a privilege, such an honor to be here to speak to God's precious people. Those that I have not seen before, it's an incredible thing because of the love of God in our heart. We can walk up to somebody we've never seen before and we can say, I love you. Amen. Look to the person next to you and say, I love you. <laughs> Amen. 